Hey friend, today's episode is all about sleep, how to get a good night's sleep. I'm going to give you 10 simple steps to a better night's sleep during menopause. I'm also going to give you a little bit of a life update, have a bit of a chat with you, see how you are and just kind of fill you in on a few things that are going on. I always, always love to hear from you. So make sure you are leaving a five star written review on iTunes or you can always send me an email. The email is in the show notes. Okay, go grab that cup of tea and let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to the Fit Productive Mom podcast. I'm your host SJ. I'm an outspoken women's health advocate, productivity guru, daughter of the king and a 40-something mum to a sassy independent daughter. If you feel stressed out, overwhelmed and hate what you see in the mirror, then that stops right here. I'm here to arm you with the knowledge you need to better understand your mind and body so that you can live a life free of diets, fitness fads and comparison. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, to reconnect with your body and be a present productive parent, then this is the podcast for you. Grab that superfood smoothie and let's dig in. Hey friend, how are you? Now, before we get started on today's episode, where I'm going to be talking about 10 steps to a better sleep during menopause, because that is definitely something that can be quite challenging as our hormones are changing. But I thought it was about time we had a bit of a check-in, bit of a catch-up, see how you are. And I just thought I would share some things that are going on in the world of SJ right now. Okay, so number one exciting thing is we are going to be having a new member of our family. And now I'm not pregnant, (laughs) I'm not having another baby we are getting another dog. Oh my gosh, so excited. We went to meet her today. Uh, She is six weeks old. She is a yellow working Labrador and she is going to be coming home to us in two weeks time, which is very exciting. I'm also a little bit nervous, but one of the reasons I just thought I would share that with you is how much I personally find the importance of having a dog in our home. Now we do have three other dogs, we are a working farming family so we do have dogs but we felt now is the right time to bring a younger member of the team into the household. The other dogs are getting a little bit older and we didn't want to introduce a puppy to them as they were going into their retirement ages. So she's gonna be joining us in a couple of weeks. Now, one of the reasons um, I felt now was a good time for her to join us was also down to me. So I lost my beloved Cocker Spaniel at the end of December, 2021. Um, Her name was Molly. If you've been around here a while, you've probably heard this story. Um, she was my absolute like love of my life like I had her before I had Chloe she was around before Tim was on the scene she really was like the love of my life and she was such a great companion 
and the other dogs that we have in our home um, two of them were Tim's before we actually got together and my other dog Rosie who is sitting right next to me as I'm recording this episode is absolutely lovely and wonderful as well. I really felt it was time for me to bring another dog into the home so that I kind of had a project to be honest with you like I wanted something to focus my attention Covey's getting older she's at school I wanted something that was gonna kind of like give me a really good reason to get out of the house and move more but to move more in a way that wasn't about like doing crazy exercise and lifting loads and loads of weight but actually something that was going to get me out of the house potentially help me to meet new people get to know more people in the area and something that was going to be like movement and exercise without me giving myself like pressure to hit goals or to do x y and z and ultimately I really feel right now um, in terms of like my own mental health with what I'm going through with perimenopause symptoms and things like that yes I think it's going to be stressful to start with but I also think it's going to be incredibly good for me so that is number one of the exciting things that are going on number two talking of projects so if you have been here a while you have probably heard about the she rises planner which has been a planner that i developed and worked on myself i've always felt that god has laid it on my heart to build a planner because there are lots and lots of planners out there but many of them i personally find a bit too like woo woo um affirmations i really have always looked for something that had a Christian element to it, but also kind of combined like this mixture of sort of Bible study with also like the day-to-day running of your life. And the exciting news is I am on a course. So I've invested quite a lot into a online course and group coaching program to show me how to take my ideas, to work with a designer and a real really good like quality printer to make this amazing project and it's going to be something that takes time it's going to be something that you know is going to actually come to fruition next year which for me is like quite challenging because often I'm somebody who's like yeah I want to do this and I want to do it now but what I'm trying to do with myself and and the puppy is an example of this and no we don't have a name for her yet and if you have any ideas I'd love to hear them um one she's another example of this is I'm trying to slow myself down to not be constantly like pushing for like the latest fitness goal the latest number on my iWatch just to kind of like ground myself a bit more and to focus on like you know where my feet are and that's why the puppy and also this uh, project this printing project that I'm working on ultimately it's something that I want to develop for you because you're listening to me obviously like your health and your hormones are really important I know that a lot of you that listen to me resonate with the Christian message and my faith and I really want to try and pull the two together so over the coming weeks and months I am going to be asking you to 
potentially like share some feedback, share some ideas, share some thoughts. And if you have some right now, when it comes to a planner that would help you as you're navigating like this challenging time where your hormones maybe feel like all over the place and maybe you're struggling with brain fog and you're not getting enough sleep and all of the things, like what would you like to see in a planner that would help and support you as you are going through that transition and if you have some ideas I would love to hear them pop them into an email my email is as always in the show notes and if you have some ideas would definitely love to hear your thoughts on that so the dog and the planner are two kind of like big things that that are going on in my world right now and the third one is not quite such (laughs) such big kind of news but big in some ways because honestly my friend I have discovered big period pants and those of you that are listening to me in the UK we have a shop in the UK called Primark and it's sort of one of those stores where you can go and buy like quite sort of cheap fashion if you like um I don't tend to buy like my jeans and stuff in there but I do buy like my pants and my socks and things like that stuff that get washed and worn really really quickly and oh my gosh I went in there and I managed to find the most amazing period pants they have like a thicker like gusset in the pants and oh my gosh like if you are like worried about like your periods being all over the place and you know perhaps you're really struggling with heavy periods they come like the the pad in the gusset comes in different sizes and it's just really nice to kind of like have that reassurance you know that you know you're not gonna like leak but it's not like a really awkward uncomfortable like sanitary towel or something that you have to attach to your pants it's just something that you're already wearing so oh my gosh I guess for you guys that are like in the US or wherever it is like you might have something really similar in somewhere like Target or whatever wherever you go shopping I've seen loads of my friends in the states like walking around Target buying stuff like this I'm sure they exist but if you're in the UK definitely go and get yourself some from Primark they're really affordable they come on a pack of three. Oh my gosh they have been like the best thing I have discovered over the past month as well so that's what's going on here <laughs> puppies planners and pants there we go three things that are going on in my world right now I'd love to hear what you're up to come and join us in the Facebook community as well and yeah let's actually dig in if you're still here (laughs) let's dig in to these 10 steps to get a better night's sleep during menopause and before I kind of dig into these I just want to remind you how important sleep is sleep in my mind, is one of those things that you should definitely be prioritizing. Because if you have had a good night's sleep, you can take on all of the other stuff. You can manage the other things. If you've had a good night's sleep, you feel rested and you want to get up in the morning, you want to do that workout. If you've had a good night's sleep, you want to get up in the morning and eat good food. So I really feel that sleep is like the foundation to everything. And I really am a huge advocate for going to bed really early if you need to, getting up and, you know, just making sure that you're getting a good night's sleep. Now, 
I know <laughs> I'm just about to get a puppy and that is probably going to go out of whack for a few months but I am prepared to take on the challenge and to go to bed earlier if I need to. Now let's think about sleep and it's really really common to have sleep disruptions during perimenopause due to the hormones that are changing, these wonderful hot flushes, night sweats and other like physical and emotional factors that are going on but I've come up with like 10 really simple strategies that you can use to help you sleep better during menopause. So number one is to keep your bedroom cool. So you might live somewhere where you have like air conditioning, maybe you just want to drop it down a little bit, maybe use a fan, Uh, the Dyson ones are really good, they're nice and quiet, Um, open a window if you can um, or just like adjust the thermostat turn the temperature down um, just to keep it that little bit cooler Um, maybe think about changing the blankets or the duvets that you have on your bed and these can really help to reduce like night sweats and make it easier to fall asleep and mean that you are less likely to wake up hot and sweaty (laughs) needing to change the sheets and there is a lot of information out there that is kind of contrary to how I feel when I go to bed because I'm one of those people who thinks that I need to be like really warm when I go to sleep and I like to have electric blankets and things like that but there is a lot of evidence out there about having like coolness in your room which will help you to build like a better more solid sleep so try that see what you think okay number two is practice relaxation techniques. (laughs) I hate it when people say this. So do something that is going to help you to calm down because we're trying to reduce stress. And if you're stressed out and you're trying to go to sleep, it just does not happen. So it could be like some deep breathing, doing some stretching before bed I think that can be a really really good way of calming your body down and helping your mind to prepare for sleep number three um, is avoiding triggers so think about the and this is food really food and drink that are potentially going to trigger you to disrupt your sleep now in our house I have caffeine in the morning I cannot have caffeine in the afternoon because I know it impacts my sleep. Now, Tim, who I live with, could probably literally drink a can of Red Bull and then go to bed half an hour later. So it's important to remember that caffeine impacts people in different ways. Your body metabolizes caffeine differently um, depending on like your age, your weight and all of this sort of thing. So just know what your triggers are. Alcohol is one that can really disrupt your sleep as well. Spicy foods, eating lots of food before bedtime. Um, These can all also make hot flushes and night sweats worse as well. Okay, number four, establish a bedtime routine. Now, if you're a parent, it's probably been like one of those things that you obsessed about when your kids were younger like having a bed bedtime routine having a bath putting their pajamas on reading them a story you know all of those sorts of things that you did for your kids you need to be able to do that for yourself so having a routine going to bed and waking up at the same time each day 
can help regulate your body's internal clock and improve the quality of your sleep. And that does mean like sticking to a regular schedule, even on the weekends. Um, My daughter Chloe is a prime example for this. Like she still wakes up at the same time, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, because that's her body clock just doing its thing. So we still go to bed at the same time on a Friday and a Saturday night because we know that we're going to get woken up at the same time in the morning. Okay, number five is to create a sleep-friendly environment. So you want to make sure that the room that you are going to bed in and that you are going to sleep in is like going to help you get to sleep. So it needs to be dark, quiet, and comfortable. And I'm sure you've probably heard the saying, like you should spend the most money on two things, your shoes and your bed. (laughs) So invest in a comfortable mattress and pillows that support your changing needs as you go through menopause. Um, I bet when you were pregnant, you might have invested in one of those pillows that like supported your bump. Like you're worth investing things like that. If you wanna go to bed and get a good night's sleep and you're the kind of person who really likes like cotton quality sheets, do it. Like spend that money on yourself. Make your bed a nice place to be get some nice fluffy pillows or hard pillows or whatever it is that you like and use it and you know like treat yourself (laughs) because if you're not in your bed you're in your shoes that was what the saying was that somebody once told me okay number six it's almost like I wrote this one (laughs) stay physically active so regular physical activity during the day can help you sleep better and you know my thoughts on this, you're here listening to me, you know that I'm a huge advocate of exercise, but I think it's really important to try to avoid doing some like vigorous exercise before you're going to bed. So if you are somebody who is finishing work and going off to do your workout class, is there a way that you could actually do that workout class first thing in the morning rather than at night time because if you are jumping on a spin bike at seven o'clock at night going home eating a meal a massive meal afterwards because you're so hungry and then trying to go to bed at like 10 o'clock at night your body's going to be like uh no (laughs) I'm still like pumping hormones around your body from that workout and I also need to digest all that food so try and change the way that you are working out go to bed earlier get up earlier and do your workout in the morning. I am a huge advocate for exercising in the morning. Okay, number seven, stress. Managing stress, like we've done podcasts all about stress, the impacts of stress, hormones and stress. Scroll down a little bit from this one if you haven't listened to those. But menopause can be a really stressful time and stress negatively impacts sleep. If you're stressed, you're gonna find it hard to get sleep, to get good quality sleep. So is there a way that you can practice like some kind of stress management technique before you go to bed? So it could be journaling, doing prayer. Um, This is where I really feel that the project that I'm working on, that I was mentioning to you earlier at the start of this podcast, 
is where I want this to come in for you is to be a like a journal um, a bit of a planner that is a place for you to sit and go to and write down your thoughts and your feelings as you are like going through perimenopause transitioning through menopause um so using a journal or talking to a friend or a therapist to help to try and like manage the levels of stress um number eight is to consider going to talk to your doctor and having a conversation about hormone replacement therapy which is often shortened to HRT under the guidance of a really knowledgeable and I do say knowledgeable a quality healthcare professional this can really help to alleviate menopause symptoms including sleep disruptions but of course I am not a medical professional I'm not here to diagnose you but that might be a conversation that you might want to have with your doctor to see if it's the right thing for you Okay, number nine is to actually have a conversation with your doctor if you are struggling with sleep disruptions during menopause because they could potentially be signs and indicators of other underlying health conditions and your doctor might be able to recommend like appropriate treatments or interventions to improve your sleep. And number 10, please don't hate me, (laughs) get your phone and the TV off before you go to bed. Like this is one of those, like it's so frustratingly, annoyingly obvious and we don't do it and we know that we should do it and we know that it works. Put your phone away, turn it off, tuck it out of sight, out of mind. Do not let yourself scroll before you go to bed you know all of the bad things about like social media and the blue light and all of the things that can really disrupt your sleep from your phone so having an hour like a technology free hour before you go to bed can be a really really good way for your body to wind down and get some good quality sleep now why do i keep banging on about this why does sarah doing always talk about sleep I really do feel that this is like a fundamental pillar for you and prioritizing sleep during menopause and getting good quality sleep is really crucial for your overall health, your well-being, like your physical well-being, your mental health as well as your physical health and implementing healthy sleep habits and making lifestyle changes as you know can go such a long way in improving your sleep during perimenopause and menopause okay my friend I hope you found this episode helpful and if you're still here thank you very much for sticking around with me till the end I just want to remind you if you do find this podcast helpful please leave me a five star written review because it really does help other people to find the podcast and don't forget if you have any feedback if you have any names for puppies girl puppy names send them over to me pop over into the Facebook group or send me your thoughts via email if social media is not your thing and I would love to hear from you if you have any ideas for the journal as well. I am going to be asking you to like spend a few moments completing some Google 
forms and questions and things for me so that I can get your feedback and your thoughts so that this really is a project that is like designed and developed with you for you so yeah keep your ears open and ready for those have an amazing day my friend and I look forward to connecting with you next week I hope you loved today's episode and that you learned something and I pray it blessed you in some way. If so, take a moment to share this with a friend and I would love it if you could take just 30 seconds for me to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the only way I know you like the show and I love hearing from you too. 